0: Previously on Anything Goes, but the only news that is uh, is is
1: fit to be told today is the uh, pregnancy of uh, Kate Middleton.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, like I, I was saying to you uh, off the air or whatever, because she's thirty, right? Or she's twenty nine? Yes. Yeah, so I feel I like know, I that's really. that's the age when like the chicks gotta pop the babies out. Because I just had my birthday on right. Friday. I'm I turned 34. Very nice. Right? I did. But, like, a lot of my girlfriends are like, oh, my God, if you don't have a baby by the time you're 35, like, you're going to have a downy. And I don't know why that that is uh, disturbing on so many respects because that freaks me out. When you
1: said that downy is just a a cutesy, cuddly way of saying Down syndrome, then... um, They're
2: saying you're going to have, like, messed up babies if you have babies after 35.
1: I know, which is... Always... Or maybe
2: I'm gonna have a fabric softener. Or if, <laughs> or if you wanted no. a
1: Down syndrome baby, then
2: they are getting cute.
1: Well, they don't age. Well, <laughs> they do they, but they live long lives, don't they?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think no, they I just think live
1: like, but they don't age mentally, and that's what's cute about them. I suppose. Neither do you, do But well, no, I don't either. But that's by choice. But I. Uh... <laughs> Which I always disagree with when uh, uh, what's her face Sarah Palin said that uh, these uh, mentally challenged uh, children or children with special needs are uh, gifts from God. She used to always say that, and then but I always thought if that's true, then how come nobody ever wants one? Nobody <laughs> ever if it's a gift from God, how would nobody ever wants one? You never hear anyone say I don't care if it's a boy or a girl, just as long as it's retarded or just <laughs> as long as it has Down syndrome. I've oh never heard that, but uh, I think if. If they t- were truly going to try to make Down Syndrome a little bit more uh, friendly or cutesy, then I always thought that they should put the word boogie on the end of it. <laughs> so it's uh, boogie
0: Down Syndrome. Uh, but, uh, but then. They're calling... And now, let's get to Good a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? With two scoops of fuck you, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? Can you dig it? All right, this is
1: another episode of Anything Goes here on Sirius XM Radio. Uh, this is the week of June 26, 2013. My name is Dave Martin. In the studio beside me, as always, is the uh, relentless Darren Frost. Yeah. Um I'm uh, happy that you have air, you have central air conditioning, don't you? I, I do, yeah. Oh, the last
3: two days have been pretty bad. Yeah. You would
1: be a smelly uh, uh, oh, walking testicle sack if you didn't have uh, yeah. air conditioning. I, I,
3: normally I shave my head, but because I'm shooting something and I have to wait to get me called that I, to say I can shave my head, so i got to let my hair grow so it's annoying as fuck because normally I'm bald, and during the summer it's fine, but having this kind of wavy hair at the back just makes me look even creepier than I am. Do you trim your nether regions? Uh, yes.
1: Okay. Why do you do that? It's because cooler? it's
3: cooler. It's not cooler. It's just I don't know. I just do.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, that was a, uh, a weird. Uh, tangent do you trim get... yours? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it gets a lot of camera time, and hair looks like dirt. So <laughs> uh, no, it uh, is. Uh, uh, it is uh, another episode. Uh, it's this is. Uh, we're coming from the uh, humid streets of downtown Toronto, and
3: uh, who do we have on the show today? We have Nug Nargang is on the uh, show. Who is up for Canadian Comedy Award? Right uh, David? Yes, he is. Uh, For I've, the Illusionoid?
1: Illusionoid podcast. Uh, I wrote down a bunch of other shit that he's up to He's these an days.
3: actor. He's a sketch performer. He does a lot of stuff uh, in town. And also, uh, last time I talked to him, he was shooting up in uh, my, one of my hometowns, uh, okay. Sudbury, Ontario, where a lot of filming's going on up north.
1: It, well, okay. I thought you said he, he was, he's... Shooting up somewhere. Um, yeah. But I'm like, well, it's.
3: Yeah, and in an the alleyway in the back days. Yeah, I don't know. Why. Yeah. Anyways, it's the famous alley. Up. It's where uh, Nuggets. Nug uh... shoots his heroin right over there. That's going to be the bus tour. Uh, famous sketch people, and that's where uh, Sandy Bevins uh, just uh, uh, awkwardly touched a woman. And if we go right down here, Albert Howell.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I, um... The uh, yeah, he does the Illusionoid podcast. He's just uh, started working at the the Score, and he does the wrap up for uh, Monday Night Raw, the WWE show, okay. which is a shit, which is a, a job that. I would love to have too. Not necessarily his, but I know that they're creative staff. Almost every do. guest
3: we have on here, there's I some would, job that you wish yeah, you could do. I know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I walk, I walk past the uh, the the marquee at Fillmore's, the raunchy strip club, yeah. and someone writes the slogan of, like, naked chicks and hockey sticks, and there's still a part of my brain that goes, who got that fucking writing gig? Yeah. And I still want that would even have so You'd even take the job too. of the guy
3: with the ladder changing the sign well, at the strip club.
1: Yeah. I probably would take that, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Because <laughs> maybe some of the strippers would be like, oh, wow, oh, you're wow. the guy that
1: changes the ladder.
3: Yeah, can you put my name up there? Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. And today, uh, since we record on Mondays, uh, big news in the entertainment world. Uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, can I just uh, make yeah, one quick?
1: Uh, f- uh, if, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, there's been a recent fuck up on iTunes. And uh, if you haven't noticed that the shows have uh, been coming in now when you subscribe, uh, you have to go into iTunes and type in anything goes on Sirius XM. Um, so anything goes on Sirius XM, It'll take you right to the page where you could download all the old episodes, new episodes, uh, download whatever you want. But normally you used to do the anything goes on XM, and that's been uh, wiped out. So now type in anything goes on Serious XM, and you will get to our show. So you can, right. uh, that's a, oh, and also uh, our comedy award. We'll start bothering people about that. Um, in the yes. next coming weeks.
3: Uh, we are up for Canadian Comedy Award for Best Radio Program. This is our second year in a row that we were nominated. So uh, Dave is very excited about yeah. that. Well, yeah. Uh,
1: are you not excited
3: about that? I, I can't stand the Canadian Comedy
1: Awards. Well, no, buddy, are you excited that we're nominated? I'm happy for you, Dave. You didn't think that we would get nominated in the first place. Well,
3: I thought that, you know, because there has been a bunch of other radio shows and, you know, it's a tough field and even next year will be tougher with all the other radio shows. Sure. Who knows? Well, you know? at
1: least let's enjoy this year. Yeah, let's enjoy and, it. And, uh, yeah, we're the only show in the history of Sirius X Yes. Uh, I uh, once again, I could do my research and find out if that was true, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to go with uh, what I want to sure. believe, and I want to believe that we are the only show in the history of Sirius yes. XM to ever get nominated for a Canadian comedy can, award can, yes. twice. Yes, maybe even Sirius XM. I don't think a well, American, uh, an American show be nominated. hasn't been. Yes, not, so right. I could say Sirius XM. You can, Dave. I can. We're across the board right. Sirius XM. The and only we are show. the
3: number one show on the moon. <laughs> you know that, Dave. That's you can't argue with that. I'm not going to do the research.
1: Uh, well, that's uh, you can. Claim and, that. and
3: lesbians love us. That's, oh, that's un- a un- fact.
1: Unlike the uh, the Guy Earl uh, uh, controversy, yes, that, uh, has uh, the final nail has been in the coffin. Now, was this the ser- uh, the uh, Supreme Court of Canada that uh, came to this conclusion? Okay, if
3: we're going to jump to that, let's at least give some background to listeners. Um, so there was a, a comedian in Vancouver that got into trouble a few years ago for, um, he was being heckled in a, a open mic comedy night at a bar, and uh, by a couple of, uh, a couple of in meaning terms of two women that are together in a relationship, and uh, they're obviously lesbian, and he had said some derogatory terms to them, and it's been a big court case that kind of went through the court, a human rights tribunal, and he was found guilty of uh, of human rights violations, so he was uh, forced to pay a fine, and now it just came out. It was the, uh, I think it was appealed, and the Supreme Court of Canada, go ahead, Dave. Uh,
1: oh, the Supreme Court of Canada says that he has to now pay $15,000 for the tirade of ugly words against a lesbian patron Right after. But, the, you know, there's a lot more to this story, and if you'd like you can go back to the episode that we recorded yes. that was uh, nominated for our first Canadian Comedy Award when we had Simon Rackoff and Harry Dupin here and we went into great details about that uh, controversy. And, and our uh,
3: feelings uh, both pro and con uh, to the situation. Right, and
1: do we want to get into the fact that we wish it was a better comedian? Or, no, it doesn't okay. matter. Alright, well I wish it was a better comedian but again, uh, you you can't pick your martyrs. You can't pick the people that uh, right. you know get get thrown up against the Freedom wall. of
3: speech is for everyone, and uh, whether I like the person or not, or find them funny or not, right. uh, you know, um, I find the whole uh, thing kind of ridiculous in terms of the court case. Uh, they have a right to be upset with what he said and did but taking it to court and I still don't understand all, all of it how it happened, it doesn't make a lot of sense to anyone
1: so. but, but there's all this like, post-traumatic stress that uh, she yeah, complained she, that she had She had but... it
3: before and, and it, now it's triggered again and it's a pre uh, a, a precondition or whatever I can't under, remember the term, a pre-existing condition, so it's like yeah. oh, come on.
1: I, mean, I think this is all horseshit because haven't you been approached or haven't you like the time that you got a glass thrown at you, sure. you picked on a guy's mother and you had no idea of knowing that this guy's mother had recently died. Right. So this guy could actually, now if he never threw a glass at you and he uh, ha, he could almost he could almost say that you triggered some post-traumatic stress sure. yeah. and, and if he did throw the glass he could say that was uh, from outrage that this guy yep. triggered and so it just sets a really shitty precedent yes. in, in this fucked up country that we have when it comes to a freedom of expression that uh, that anyone can take anyone to court over hurt feelings right. no matter what.
3: Well, you know, not to you know beat a dead horse, and we've said it many times on this show uh, for our listeners in America, Canada does not have freedom of speech they only have freedom of expression there's a big difference in America you do have freedom of speech it's one of your amendments, um, but uh, we do not so that's uh, why a lot of Americans who listen to this case are really kind of don't understand the legality of it um, because there are certain things you cannot do in a public place even if it is a performance so,
1: I, I I just I was listening to the opening Anthony show this morning and they were talking about it and it just it does oh, as like a gyro
3: case. Yeah, and it okay. does. It
1: does get under my skin when Americans just uh, refer to Canada as just one big landmass, right? And they don't real. I mean, BC is one of the most politically correct, uh, you know, provinces, provinces. Sure. And they're just up the ass liberal, and we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings at all. I mean, w- would the same thing have happened if it happened in Ontario? I think a lot has to do with the judge who probably lives in some gated community and has a lives in a bubble himself and can't believe that someone's words were hurt, hurting someone else. And I don't know. I just think this would have had a a different verdict if maybe if it was in a different province.
0: Well,
3: absolutely. It wouldn't have happened in another province. But that's also been talked about in, in great detail. If you do follow the case, there are many articles about the fact that it's the B.C. Um, provincial Human Rights Tribunal that was the kind of key or linchpin in this case. So, yeah, your, your point is correct. Any other province it wouldn't happen, but it's still part of Canada and it did happen. So, I mean, that is a precedent. And uh, for other comics or comedians, um, you know, I, I even talked to some americans who just get little little bits of this case like can you not say anything now on stage i don't really think it's gonna turn into some kind of 1984 or willian orwellian state on stage but um i'm not gonna lie when if that that issue first came out i was concerned because of the or line that i ride on stage but you know um what am i gonna do i can't i can't worry about it well
1: no but it's you know, I, mean, I said
3: horrible things. Sure, 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 sure.
1: But I mean, it, hateful. It's, it's all you know. And do you think this lesbian was looking for a cash grab?
3: I don't think she was looking for a cash grab. I think she was just pissed off, and she was kind of like, "Oh yeah, i well, will fucking show you, man."
1: Right. You can't and- do
3: this, and you know, uh, I am uh, totally. Um, pro-gay rights and and, uh, very um, liberal in my views and everything, but uh, at the same time, I think by using this small little section of the human rights, because how they got him was it wasn't about the fact he said these things, it's they claimed they were not getting the same level of service at the restaurant because they were gay. So it was almost like a little small loophole that they used to try to convict him on the words that he used. So I I thought the whole thing was bullshit, and I know many people in the gay community were uh, upset and offended with what these women did. And there were many in the gay community who agreed with what they did. So, I mean, how I don't know.
1: I know more gay people that are, like, offended the fact that they, uh, you know, that they were offended the fact that they took this all the way to the trial because it just sort of, you know, it's is like they want to be accepted with everyone else. I think you do have to... Let some insults just get brushed off your shoulders. You know what? If they I,
3: tried to go back to that restaurant and they were refused to go back because of what happened, then they may have a right sure. to say, well, now that I am getting less service. But it's just... One night, a few words, and now you're going to make fifteen thousand dollars after you threw water on the performer. I'm sorry, that's assault. I still, to this day, do not know why they were not charged. They admitted in court they threw water on someone, and that is assault. And I've been called a pussy for saying that. It's like, oh, fuck you, are a pussy. That's assault. That is Who's assault by other other comedians and other people online. And it's, just, it's not. It's, okay. it's pointless. The bottom line is assault is assault, whether it's water, spit, or a punch. By definition of the law. The that's assault. If they're going to ride the line on the law with this idea of service in the establishment, the same level of riding the line should be held against them, and they should be charged with assault and have a criminal record.
1: Yeah, I just wish I, – I think a better skilled comedian could have uh, well, yeah. dampened the situation or – or set the situation right without, right without calling them, what is it, dykes or or something like that? Yeah, or, over, you know, someone
3: put a cock in that mouth or something, or, or someone just or needs the, to fuck you right or something. Or the whatever. reason why
1: you two are together is because no guy wants to fuck That's you. That's what i like or that. some yeah. fuck you right. Right.
3: That's, you know, it's hack. That's everything, everything I already said was hack, but, I mean, he was kind of floundering, so... Uh, you know, we Anyways, all sometimes you, you, say you things. We'll get onto that, uh... Anyways, we're out of time already oh. uh, for the first section. So when Nug comes in, not only are we going to talk to Nug, but we got so many stories well, from the news. Well, and then
1: we'll get on the Jim Carrey, uh, The Kick Jim Carrey a- and, and the Paula Deen and... And,
3: and all those other things. Well, so...
1: Yeah, it was just, it was, it was a, a bullshit situation out of B.C. and it was blown up to bullshit proportions and now it has a bullshit ending to it. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's bullshit cubed. <laughs> if you're mathematically inclined. Anyways, uh, this is Anything Goes. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, Nug's going to join us, and we'll talk news and Illusionoid and other things.
1: All the crazy stuff he does. Yes.
3: Come on including, back. The club, Including that gig you want. Which one? Oh,
1: the... The, the, the Raw. The, yeah, the WWE one.
3: Yeah.
0: Guess which host bought a Shania Twain album just so they could do flow off her tits? This is Anything Goes.
2: Hey, this is Niles. Again, you're listening to Anything Goes on Canada Labs on Sirius XM. Bitches.
0: For the same reason you slow down at bloody car accidents, you'll keep listening. This is Anything Goes. All
1: right, we are back from the break. We this are. Is, this is Anything Goes for the week of June 26, 2013. My name's Dave Martin. In the Studio is always uh Darren Frost is with us. Um and uh, we just uh out the top of the show we went over the whole guy Gyro The controversy. Expression. Yep. Uh, he's going to have to pay fifteen grand, but you could find us again and listen to uh, all rantings about that. Basically, a bullshit ending to a bullshit situation blown right. out of proportion. Right. Um, but uh, in studio today, we have... Our guest um, for tonight. The guest uh, for tonight is uh, the very, very funny Mr. N- uh, Nug Nargang. Oh, hi, everyone. Or Hello. Or just Nug, you said. Yeah, I'm, all fi- Ron- yeah
2: I'm fine. I've, it's been Nug since grade five. It's not going anywhere. Right. So. That, no, was that a, a, a your just your name got shortened? Yeah, I I think it was. What is perfect, your full name? My first, my full name is Michael. Okay, uh, Michael Nargang. Uh, but I think when I moved to Fabulous Clinton, Ontario, in grade five, I think there was a perfect storm of things. You know, I was the new kid. Sure, uh, and then. I think the three things that happened were uh, no one could pronounce Nargang. Right. uh, There was already a fat kid named Burger, and (laughs) and chicken McNuggets were brand new. Right. So it was a combination of those three things that got Nargang became Nugget, became Nug, and I'm just it's been that way ever since. Wow.
1: Well, now uh, I when we, I ran into you uh, outside the studio, yeah. and uh, I asked you how tired you are of people asking you about your dramatic uh, uh, loss in, yeah. in size.
2: I, I guess I have a standard answer. Now I've dropped, uh, you know, for those of you who can't see me, yeah, right. uh, I've dropped uh, about 195 in the last 16 months. Right. Uh, Holy shit! I, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a big difference. Now, uh, but when you
3: said about the nickname when you were a kid, were you a heavy set oh, kid? Oh, always. Yeah, I've always okay, been a big so kid. Okay, so that's the I'm, nug nugget. I'm now okay. F-
2: fitting into like my old high school jacket
3: right which I wouldn't
2: wear cuz we were the redmen at the time so <laughs> right. giant I'm not, gonna wear- can, sure. I'm not going to wear I can but I'm not going to but uh, this is I, – I don't know when the last time was I weighed this much. Okay. But, uh, yeah, people do ask a lot, like, what are you doing? And, like, my standard answer is I stopped eating like an asshole. Like, right. I don't know – you know, I got off the couch. There was a point where I was so big that I actually couldn't use gym equipment. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I got to the point where, oh, I'm allowed on this right. now, uh, then I started using it. Right. I'm not doing anything crazy. Right. I'm, you know, I'm lifting some weights. I'm doing, you know, like walking for a long time, uh, adding more steps to my day here and there getting off the streetcar a few stops early and whatnot, but it's nothing crazy. It's, it's like those, Did you go to a
3: uh, dietitian?
2: I've been to a dietitian, and we've got it pretty much dialed in. What I can and can't eat now. Right. So, uh, it, it, so what's the
3: three things you can't eat anymore that it was in the beginning, like hard because it was part probably something that you enjoyed. or was a, a part yeah. of your diet.
2: For uh, they cut out sugar, which isn't a big deal to me. Right. It's the natural occurring sugars that, like, I love fruit, but yes. I can't have a ton of it. Right. Um, my problem isn't like everybody's like, oh, you must get sick. You can't have booze. And I'm like, no, well, I've been off booze for six, eight, sixteen months now, and I could care less, right? Uh, but for me, it's salty, crunchy, anything. So, like, that's my like that's
3: chips my, and uh, yeah, 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 popcorn, nuts, or, popcorn, like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I
2: love it, and I sure. can't, I can't have it, and it's driving me nuts. But
1: what have like uh, what about like Chinese food? Because like that mm, is no. just a salt. Yeah, it's all uh, just alcoholic.
2: salt. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. a lot of green vegetables and a lot of like white fish and chicken and turkey and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty. Now when in. When, you're, when
3: you're when you're you're big, I think one of the uh, not to speak for you, but I think one of the things that people think. Uh, that you're going to be hungry all the time while yeah. you're going through it. Yes. right? And was, was that happening for you? Not
2: at all. Uh, what's funny is uh, it turns out uh, I, none of us need to eat as much as we are right. eating. Right. You know, like there's no reason to have a double giant burger thing from some fast food place. Because right. we really don't need that much. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I'm, you know, I'm in the losing part of it. So I think I'm between like a grand and 1,300 calories a day. But that's what I used to have for lunch. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, Every easily, meal easily, easily yeah easily that much. So yeah. it was just a matter of retraining my brain to, you know, eat properly. Right. And I do find actually too, because like
1: I, if I'm, if I eat really well for like, uh, like even like four or five days, I find on the sixth day, if I overeat, then I can, I find my stomach's shrunk a bit and then can I can feel either, sick. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I immediately yeah. feel sick. And I, I, I'm sort of like oh, fuck, I should really sort of eat properly all the time. But then I find that I'll start cheating again and then my stomach will expand and I'll be able to be like, but I went off beer for a while, but no, like, but were you a big
2: boozer before? No, I'd go out on the weekend or I'd have a pint after a show,
1: like after an improv show or whatever,
3: but that's nothing, nothing, you know,
2: but then quitting was no big deal. And also, uh, you know, now I'm the sober guy in a room full of people who get three pints and them and can't hold the conversation anymore. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'm well, not upset.
3: Dude, I don't drink. Yeah. That's why I don't stick around oh very long at shows. Yeah. Is is like, it, I is gotta it, get out. Is it
2: harder to stick around and watch Drunk Friends? It It's fine on the first one. Yeah. It gets a little harder on the second, and by the time they're into their third or fourth, you I've already done uh, the no-talk walk. I've French right. out of that place. By the time you guys notice, I'm not there. it I've been home for 45 minutes.
3: Now, what about just ideal, like, strength? You know, like, before, you probably had a level of strength, and now, yeah. through losing the weight and working out, you probably do feel a lot kind of stronger? Yeah, it's a—it's
2: weird. Uh, my, my trainer, I have a trainer at the gym. I go in a couple days uh, a week with him, and he's dumbfounded by how how strong my legs are, but I right. keep saying to him, I used to carry another of course, me of course, yeah. on top of me yes, all the yeah, time, so yeah. I can handle this. Yep. Um, mostly it's, uh, yeah, I've got leg strength, I've got back and arm strength. It's not, it's always been there. It's just been under you know a, another me suit. Right. Um, but uh, now I'm learning. I always go into the gym and toss a bunch of weights around and go, oh, I hope I'm doing this right. Right. But, uh, now I know what to do. For specific areas, and I can target what I want to work.
3: Now, on. what about work? Because you know, the the one of the big misconceptions, or maybe it's true. Uh, I know some bigger actors that's lose to work.
1: Yeah, you're not upset that you're not going to go out for the Rob Ford movie of the week? Really not? Or not upset upset about Mayor? Yeah, <laughs>
2: totally, totally okay with not going out for that. Uh, I do a lot of voice, so it hasn't affected that. Right. Um, right. But uh, right now, uh, I'm actually thinking, and this is a very real thing. Agents in town who only have me out for two lines of security guard because yeah, they yeah. know me as the big dude. Sure. Uh, so I'm actually thinking of making a DVD and mailing it to them all or a, an email movie of yeah, yeah. me. Hey, this is Nog, and this is what I look like now. Also, you just heard me say more than three words. Right. Check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, I haven't run into that big of a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a couple casting agents in town who know that I look like this now. Right. But uh, I'm I'm working on it. Uh, you know, I did uh, Night of the Living Dead uh, in the spring, yep. and I'm doing Slapshot now. And it's, you know, two big shows back-to-back that a lot of people come to, and a yep. lot of people can see I
1: look
3: yes. different. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The uh, I just and and it's it's amazing because I mean some people
1: like when they do drop a lot of weight they'll end up looking like older or but I mean you just look like a like a, a lighter a smaller lighter version of you it's, it's it doesn't yeah. look like
2: you still whatever age you were well how old are you now I I'll be in a, about a month I'll be thirty eight
3: yeah yeah I mean yeah, you, you look, look thirty eight yeah, yeah you don't look it's yeah. not
1: like a oh, f- fucking like just, but some people almost when they lose weight, they almost either look like older or diseased
2: or yeah. something like that. But or maybe I'll be thirty-nine. I might be thirty-nine. Shit, Cattucci's Johnny Katucci, if you got to eat here, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's birthday is two days ahead of mine, and he's a year older, so he's forty. So yeah, okay, be
1: thirty-nine. 39. Yeah. You mentioned uh, uh, Slap shot. You Yes. Were,
2: uh, now, uh, tell us more about this because I, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah and uh, it's it's on this list of like maxim magazine's guy best guy movies sure. and and uh it's a classic it is a classic and mm-hmm. what's really interesting about it is it's not uh i don't mean this in material wise but it's not a clean movie it's like a grungy yes, kind yes, of filthy of movie yeah. and it doesn't have a happy ending no it's just got some amazing characters and a really grungy
3: story right
2: and uh
3: um, i mean paul newman doesn't hurt no, not at all. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I think it takes someone like him to be able to pull off everything you just said. Yeah. Because back then, they would have wanted maybe a happier ending or not so gritty. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was it was the late 70s, right? It, it was, yeah, the late, yeah. So they, you get thing. away with a little bit of grit, but I'm sure they probably said, can we have a happier ending by then? Well, yeah, I think it's
1: like, is it 75 or 76? It's like a mid-70s. Yeah,
2: mid to late. Right. Yeah, uh, I thought it was like 77, 78. And it's a, it's a real interesting, like we're doing it through Second City. We're going to run it for two weeks, July 2 through 14. Okay. And it is It is an absolute riot. There's so many names and faces that you'd recognize from Second City and a couple of new younger comedians involved. Right. uh, Oh, my God, guys, one girl.
1: Um, (laughs) Because it is just dudes. Well, I think there's
2: there's one or two chicks that. Yeah, but it's been for this. 1977. 77. Okay. For this particular version of the show. All of the girls are played by Carly Heffernan, you know, like right. and the Hanson brothers are in it and I, I play mostly uh, Denis, the French goalie, mm-hmm. uh, but I also play like five guys from other teams and a pop machine and like all different like we all take turns the pop machine does
1: does the pop machine talk no I just get the crap kicked out of me okay uh, which is great (laughs) Uh,
2: but uh, we're going through uh, the set's gonna change uh, and uh, you know we all have the jerseys uh, from the movie but not just the Chiefs jerseys but like the Broom County Blades and the 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 Lancaster team, right. and all these different jerseys, and it's just, I'm walking around with gold pads on from, like, the early 60s. Like, they're very old pads.
3: Now, what started this whole genre of taking a movie and then kind of set, was it the Evil Dead? I don't know if it was Evil Dead or not. People have been doing it before then.
2: Like, uh, I think Mamma Mia had hit by the time Evil Dead came out. Right. And I think it's just a matter of, when Mamma Mia came out, like, that's your mom's. Oh, moms love ABBA. So yeah, let's get. Yeah, but Mia was just and, a and song, the headstones.
3: Actually, I love ABBA too. Was a yeah. song, but it wasn't like a movie.
2: No, but it was the uh, music of ABBA. Right. And so I think that's when people started to go think, oh, we can take stuff. And oh, turn I see it what you're saying. Things. Right. Okay. So you know that's uh, right now. I think the extension of that is that uh, uh, we will rock you, yes, Rock of yeah. Ages, Rock of Ages. Yes. we will rock you is all the music. But of that, Queen. that
3: that kind of stuff has been going yeah. for a long time. But yes. then
2: taking movies like The Wedding Singer's out there now, yes. and I think there's a footloose or a flash dance. Yeah, there's and, a, a footloose yeah. and a flash yeah, dance. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. And for a while here, at the, uh, a couple of years ago at the Fringe, there was a Top Gun musical. The Top Gun, and, and, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know about that one. And uh, yeah, so Evil Dead a few years ago when I got involved in that. that I mean, was, that was great. I mean, it it I, did, awesome. I did
3: see it and I, I was like, this was the first time I'd been to, I mean, I don't go to a lot of theater. I wish I could go more, but it was the first time where there was even like people. Yeah. Like the fans of Evil Dead who, let's be honest, probably are not theater-going people. Not at all. People. Yeah. You know, it's like when, when I saw um, Paul Stanley in Phantom of the Opera. Right. I, I saw right? that, too. You know, it's like more than a quarter of that crowd was not dressed like they were going to see Phantom of the Opera. No. But
1: I bet a lot of guys, though, because when I went, there was a couple, but a lot of guys did show up in their kiss makeup. Yeah. And oh, I think for it, sure. yeah. after about 20, but maybe after about two minutes, they were like, why the fuck did I show up in well, kiss makeup? Well, you knew,
2: makeup? like when when people came, like I was saying, "Mama Mia was for your moms. Yes, but like, yeah. Evil Dead was for a group of people who never had a show to go yeah, to. Yeah, you know, right? I know, that's I know. Mean. And, and the fact that we also covered the first couple of rows in blood didn't which hurt. Which they loved. Which they totally yeah, loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just did uh, the Night of the Living Dead. Right. And uh, we didn't uh, have a splatter zone, but to put you in the mood of that movie and to pay homage to the fans of that movie. We did the whole thing in black and white. The costumes, us, oh, that's and the cool. set were all monotone, gray scale, and it really freaked people out, especially at the wow. end of the show. You watch it and you go, oh, that's a fun, that was a fun show. And then you'd get our director up on stage to take a bow, and it looked like he'd, it was live Photoshop happening right, because right. he was all in color, in color yeah, yeah. compared to the rest of us. And there's and a picture. Was it that, was that
3: a successful run? It was a pretty successful
2: run. There's rumblings of it coming back for Halloween, but we don't know anything official. Right, 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 right. Well, that'd be eyes right? peeled, yeah.
1: Now, did uh, Evil Dead, go? did it go to New York? Or... It did.
2: We did uh, Just for Laughs in 2004, and then it went to New York uh, just off Broadway and kind of got retooled with a new ending and some new songs, and then it came back here and ran 2007,
1: 2008. Now, I'm, I'm always curious with a show like that because, uh, you know, you have your diehard Evil Dead fans yes. that are going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to go see this. And then you have a collection of people that are either going to – go to musical theater no matter what it is. Right. And then you have a question: of people that have been dragged out by those diehard fans. And I want, I'm i always curious if anyone went back to watch the Sam Raimi movies after they saw the play, I, and I, if they liked it more as a musical. Or I
2: do know people who watched the movies to understand. Like, my folks were a couple people that were like, we're going to watch all three movies to get into what Evil Dead is. Before, seeing the, before seeing the live one. Before oh, seeing the live one, because okay. they want to get every yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah,
3: okay, right, right.
2: And, uh... And they loved the show. Right. But I also know people who watched the musical and then went, I'm going to go watch those movies. Right. right. So I know both. And, and we had people who were fans of the movie and came to the show and then came again to the show because it yeah. turned out they loved the show so much.
1: Right. I can see some. You know what? If If I was in that situation, I'd be like, if you love the movies, go see the show. But if you go see the show, I don't know if I would recommend the movies to you. Because the show, yeah. especially the first Evil Dead one, and Darren always has yes. a funny story about watching that movie with a chick that he had over at his house yeah. during the, the, the tree the, the tree, oh, the tree yeah. raping Heart scene. That. That's yeah. not a date movie. No. <laughs> no. First oh, date, no. first date, mistake. Oh, man. Oh, first date, worst, mistake. Worst, worst date movie i ever watched, Revolutionary Road. Oh. Did you ever see that? <laughs>
3: yeah. What is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. I, I thought it was just a Leonardo DiCaprio Kate Why don't you just take movie? a girl to the documentary Lake of Fire, which is three hour on yeah. abortion? Oh. Oh, yeah, or we'll just yeah. drive
2: really slowly by the Cabbage Town Clinic where the chick from Degrassi got an abortion. I took a girl to go see Lion King when right. we were in high school, yeah. and I was like, I guess that's a movie you'd go to. So yeah. we went to see it, and she was a, a nerd like myself in my English class. And after it was over, I said, like, what do you think? And she goes, oh, I love Hamlet. And I was like, oh, you analyzed this whole thing? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no. I wasn't ready for that. Wow. <laughs> the
3: uh, Now... You, Let's talk about The Evil Dead, because we were going to talk about the remake, and we, I know you're yeah, a big movie, yeah. movie buff. Did you see the remake? I did. It's the only horror movie I've seen in, like, ten years in the theater. Yeah. Um, so I saw it. I didn't see it. You didn't see it? And what did you think of it? I, it scared the hell out of me. There was definitely some gory scenes and in a, it. And I really liked that
2: there was nothing CG. Like, they say it yes. was all analog effects, and I yeah. love that kind of yes. stuff. And I think it's great that they did that.
1: You're not going to like to go see World War Z, because nope. most of those zombies are,
2: or those infected, are all CGI. I, yeah. I prefer my zombies slow and shambling. Like, were Real. you a
3: kid reading Fangoria magazine? Yes. Yeah, so you did all that? Because yep. I did that as a kid, too. Yeah. For some reason, I, my teens, I kind of walked away from it all, but there was a period there for a good five years where I read yeah. that. And, and that's what's interesting like because the you, got those and stories the of, and,
2: you got those stories of how they made yeah. the makeup and the yes. work that went into it, and now here's this huge zombie movie and everything's CG. Right. So, I, you know, it took one guy and a computer to do all of this, yes. or it took a team of ten guys to make that one zombie look really cool. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I like.
1: There wasn't a lot of like close-up uh, infected zombie horror well, shit in World we'll War CGI's Z.
3: You know what? It it was still a fun movie. Yeah, sure. But But if you're going for a different reason, if you're a fan of zombie movies and a certain genre of zombie, like The Night of the Living Dead or The Evil Dead or whatever, you're not going to see that kind of thing in World War Z. Now,
1: now you said uh, George Romero came down to a couple of nights of uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, George
2: Romero came down to Night of the Living Dead. He did a couple of nights of Q&A, and he was there on a night we had a... A proposal. Wrap your head around that. Nice. Uh, and then uh, he he was nice enough to sign a bunch of stuff for us. Like he lives here in town. There was one night where he just showed up with his daughter. Okay. It's like he didn't even call to say, "Oh, hey, I'm coming. Can you guys swing me tickets?" Right. He just walks up to the box. I was like two, and the girl at the box office was like, "You your name is on this. You can just walk <laughs> yeah. in." And he's like, "Oh, yeah. my daughter's here too."
1: It was Maybe hilarious. they want to look like a
2: cheapskate in front of his dog. I guess, but at the same time, it, your name's on it. Yeah, Lock yeah, yeah, come on. You own the place. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I get waved in. I get waved past the door at a lot of fat chick parties, so.
2: Oh. <laughs> he was hysterical. Yeah. The, probably the funniest You're thing. You're the George Romero, the fat chick yeah. party. Night nice. of the living fat chicks. Probably the <laughs> funniest <final laughs> thing. <laughs> Romero, uh, Romero made a comment in the Q&A that I'll never forget where people were asking him what he thinks, thinks about The Walking Dead, and he actually called The Walking Dead Dallas with zombies.
3: Well, I don't know. Interesting. Guess. Yeah. That's, uh, Interesting. That's a, a, it is very much a soap opera. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It's
2: a television yes, show. It yes, has to be yes, a soap opera, yes. right? Yeah.
3: Like I've always said, Sons of Anarchy is just a male soap opera. Yes, it is. That's what it is. I mean, you can like it, but that's all it is. Yeah. It's like Run, Gemma, Run. It's, it's stories a male for soap dudes. Opera. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: wrestling is stories yes. for dudes.
1: Uh, now, uh, one actually one thing because I've always found when it comes to Night of the Living Dead. Uh, And I think George Romero, maybe he kind of got away from it. Uh, I didn't really look at the undertones of uh, some of his other later zombie movies. Right. But Night of the Living Dead, the fact that the big hero in the movie is a black dude. Yes. And that got a lot of controversy when that movie came out. It
2: did. He told a great story about uh, how they cast the guy in the lead because he was the best actor of their friends. It had nothing to do with what color he was. Right. Okay. And then they finished the cut of the movie and were driving it to the studio in New York, you know, on the in the middle seat of a pickup truck they were driving to New York to drop it off and they were listening on the radio and heard that Martin Luther King had been shot and then went <gasps> what um, have, what have we done Yeah. Well, well hand it in maybe they won't say anything <laughs> maybe and, and they be- won't notice the black and and then guy. it became
3: this huge thing cuz it was shot in black and white could they just throw yeah. a switch and everyone's black and he becomes white can not they just invert the frame
2: <laughs> yeah they get the negative they start showing the negative in the live in the live version of Night of the Living Dead w- the movie ends in the first half right. and then the second half is like Well, what if they just would have went to the basement the whole time? Right. Well, they probably would have – nope, nope, they're dead. Well, what if a white guy would have been in charge and said, nope, they're all dead? (laughs) What if the women weren't – nope, they're all dead? So there's like nine different versions of how it could have gone and it never goes well. But one of them is what if there was a white Ben? That's funny. It's even though – and a lot of people don't realize it now, but
1: uh, I mean I love the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I thought it was awesome. Uh, but it does. Do well,
3: Sarah Pauling? Yeah, that yeah, one. no, I, yeah, I did like that too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and the our, one with Boyd.
1: Yeah, our friend yeah, it Boyd, a, really I love Boyd. A that. friend, Boyd Banks of so the show, yes. was on it. Uh, Tucker is his name. Yes, and I always told Boyd, you got to start going to those conventions, and finally he does. Yeah, so yeah. You yeah. can get a uh, and, for, and for a guy that's had his head chopped off, Boyd Banks from is that Jason, action figure. There is an action yeah, figure. There was an action yeah, figure. yeah, from zombie. Was it uh, uh was it Land of the Dead? Yes, is yeah. Boyd Banks's uh, action figure. Yeah. But when that first movie, when the first movie came out, the uh, idea of shopping malls were new. Like yes. the idea that you could go to a covered, uh, you know, uh, three, you know, two or three story building, yeah. and it would be shops on either side, and and there's parking, and it's free, and you can just go there and shop and food courts and all that. So that was a, a new phenomenon in the '70s, and, and and the fact that and he was making like a social statement on yes. materialism, and then you know you the whole you are what you buy, and these zombies are brain dead, and yet they're being drawn towards this place of consumerism, yeah. Uh, and and it was a big statement then, not so much now. Uh, There's not a lot of statements
2: in a lot of horror movies now.
1: No. No, they don't no. try to really do that. I mean, that's why that sort of uh, line that Ving Rhames says in the new one, they left in a lot of the old dialogue, but it doesn't have as much impact yeah. on it. Um, so it's just – but you think that if they had the Night of the Living Dead now and they still cast a black actor as the lead – it probably wouldn't have that same
2: sort of social no. impact. And then, well, no. Uh, they re- they did remake it. At least John Russo did a remake and they had the girl be the hero this time, right. which was uh which is nice because that girl is just in a coma the whole yeah. original. Uh so it's a nice change up of that, which is uh, an interesting thing, but uh, no, it wouldn't have the same impact.
1: No, which I think is, you know, it's I mean it's for the best now, but uh I always found the the social commentary that he tries to also put into his zombie movies was always pretty cool. Right. The, uh, Let's another... talk
3: wrestling. Let's talk wrestling. Dave, oh, Dave wants your gig. Dave on, wants my uh, gig uh, on I the wrestling.
1: Store. I, I don't know if I necessarily do want your gig because
2: uh, as I know a, as I'll, f- I'll I'll finish that sentence for him yeah. because he, I can't say. Everything I want to say.
1: Right, exactly, because right. you do work for The Score, and you do kind of, uh, you work for, the, now, the gig that you have, before I we get into this, uh, whether I want it or not, uh, <laughs> the gig that you have is you come on after... After uh, Raw. After WWE Raw on the sports channel up here, The Score Canada. Yes. And then is it both you and norm Souza has nothing. Norm
2: no, Norm is uh Norm was guesting on it for a while. Norm's since moved on to uh, New York. It's City. now myself, uh former referee Jimmy Corderas and uh the lovely Jackie Redman. And the three of us talk uh like a post show for wrestling.
3: Okay. And what you say there's there's things you can't say. Yeah, like uh, what we, do you what do you mean we by We are that?
2: monitored by, you know, the WWE. Okay. So, you know, we can't uh I have to talk about it in terms of uh, what I liked and what I didn't like but I can't refer to it being scripted I can't talk about the writers I can't oh, talk about it. Right. so I have to talk about my opinion of what's happening but I can't oh. talk about now, it Now do you being still have scripted.
1: to hold up the whole K-fabe sort of thing you have
2: to A little bit but I can say what I didn't like about it like they you know for a whole week they had no contenders for the tag team titles and then all of a sudden a team that got beat all the time started winning and I was like well don't shove these guys down our throats right, like, right. and I, I can say that, say but that. I can't right. say why would you why would the writers choose these guys
1: right. I can't do that
3: yeah I couldn't do your gig it's well, tough because yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you sort of have to play they so couldn't do that gig you no, he no he no can't you do you couldn't he can do that. Gig. he can't do it in public you can't do can't, it here
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> no I can't really just I can't
3: I couldn't either. I'm just saying. I just is no. There's no way.
1: Just about every show that we end here, Darren usually leaves the studio and tells me, you know, we could get into a lot of shit for what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) And then my attitude is like, well, let's get in
3: some
2: shit, man. It's time to get in trouble.
3: Let's just keep fucking with them, and they tell us to put a condom on or stop. Were you always like a love with uh, with wrestling as a kid, and then yeah,
2: and early on, uh, we had a few diff. We had an old school satellite dish, like the big one. Yeah, and uh, early on, I started to get other wrestling leagues so like i used to watch wwf when i was a kid and then i'd see like Weird, wrestling yeah. I always loved the weird the ones. And I was the like
3: WCW and AWA and UWF, yes, the Universal, all and, that shit. And then Baron Von Rasky and, and then all it would those quit. Stuff. Then you wouldn't get that one anymore. Yes. And then
2: all of a sudden there'd be an influx in the WWF of all these guys yes, that you recognize, that but with down. different names. And right. so that's what I was. So I realized early on, and I used to read Pro Wrestling Illustrated as a kid, and there was all those standings for you know the number one contenders for all the other leagues, right? And so I realized early on that this was happening everywhere, but the WWE was like major league sure right and now we've now it's boiled down to it's them and like one other company who barely is worth a mention but, right you know and then a lot of the independent leagues in the area i do go to some of the indie shows because some of those guys they're great yeah of course they're just waiting for their chance you know yeah but uh like, yeah, but i was never upset
3: when you know when they finally broke down the wall and said, okay it's a scripted show yeah. and all that it's like look i everybody knew yeah exactly I mean, it's, well, it's not
2: everybody of, knew well, there are still people who don't
1: they, sure. There still are, but I mean, a lot of people know it's real and also know it's choreographed. Well, they, they know yeah. that they Hey, people real.
3: think Santa Claus is real yes. to a certain age. Yeah. I understand that, olds, yeah. but, you know, yeah. it, uh, I don't think there's some adults that still believe it's real.
2: I my, The best way to, you know, I, I'm i on uh, a couple of, you know, Twitter and Instagram and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And on Instagram, I follow a couple of the wrestlers because they put up cool, like, this is what I'm doing on my yeah, day yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And this is, you know, me and my dad and that kind of stuff. And I right. love it. But I love the comments underneath because you get people who are like, hey, that's awesome that you have a day off. And then there's the next comment is like,
0: you'll never beat so-and-so. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: do, like clue in, yeah. clue in. Yeah. Well, there was like a oh, I don't even remember what happened in wrestling that caused Larry King to have Hulk Hogan, Mick Foley. And I think maybe Ric Flair on uh, his show, and he was constantly like, "So tell me, what would you, what, who would win in a real fight?" Ugh. And both Hogan and Foley were sort of like, after a while, was just like, uh, "Well, what we really do is." Yeah, and it, it just yeah. it got tired that they were going through that circle of like, "Oh
2: fuck, no, we're they're, just a they're stuntmen." Yes, with the basics of acting. Yeah, and occasionally one guy can act better than the yes, rest. Yes, yes, right? that's all it is. Yeah, and after a while, if you're a really good stuntman, but you're no good at the acting part. Right. It, you're gonna fall. Yeah, you have to learn how to be better yeah. on the microphone. Look, you That's know, I always loved, even
3: though when I knew it was fake, I always loved Roddy Piper. And so you and, should, you know, all the classics, and I still, even to this day, from a, a comic Mark Walker, he's got all the DVDs. I borrow them all. Yep. I love the documentaries on oh, it. Oh, they're the best. The documentaries the, the, are amazing. Amazing. You don't even have to even like wrestling, which is a good sign. of any documentary, music or sports, yep. you don't have to care about the sport or the people, but the documentaries are well done, and the wrestling documentaries are amazing. They're
2: always well done, uh, especially by the WWE, if they're doing yeah. like a career retrospective yes, of yes. a guy, because they always have the tape libraries, yep. and they always get new ones. So, like, there's a reason why they keep putting out Mick Foley and Ric Flair DVDs because they just got a new library with right. all these new matches. And okay, I, it's so cool.
3: One sec, we're gonna go uh, take a break, and then we're gonna come back from the break. And Nug is gonna stay right to the end of the show because we got so much to talk oh, about. Yeah. So, uh, if you're just joining us, Ooh, anything yeah. goes for the week of uh, June 26th. After the break, Nug will continue. We'll talk about wrestling and 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 some other shit too, like
1: Paula Dean. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Don't clean that up. It adds character. This is Anything Goes.
1: Hey, this is Ward Anderson from The Ward and Al Show, and you are listening to Anything Goes on XM.
0: There are some people who could bring world peace if they weren't so busy hating everyone. This is Anything Goes. All right. We are back from the break.
1: are. This is, uh, Anything Goes, uh, with Dave Martin and Darren Frost, uh, in studio. Oh, this is the week of, uh, June 26th, 26th yep. 2013. We're coming to you from the, uh, studios, uh, the bunker in downtown Toronto. Uh, we have yet to move to our new studios yet, but we will. It'll, It'll happen. happen. You guys will graduate. Right. Yeah, yeah, you guys will get there. Yeah, yeah. But we're sort of under the radar here. And we. Literally. There's yes. no reception <laughs> of any kind <laughs> out <down> here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, talk
3: about, uh, let's talk about the Illusionoid, because we were talking about wrestling and our, our, our love for it. Uh, but now explain to the listeners at home what that is. Oh,
2: well, uh, I do a podcast with a couple of friends of yep. mine, uh, Paul Bates and Lee Smart, uh, old Second City guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've known each other for years, and uh, we improvise together a lot. And we're all nerds, and not just like we're comic book nerds or right. sci-fi nerds. We're nerds for a lot of different things. Like we're Twilight Zone nerds and horror movie nerds and science fiction nerds and, okay. and like everything. Okay. And when we we found when we improvised together, we leaned that way. We did a whole tournament here, the Globehead Tournament through Bad Dog Theater one year. And we just decided on the fly, every scene will be doomsday. Every scene, <laughs> right. nothing good will happen. It'll all go <laughs> Twilight Zone. And the crowd just ate it up. Sure. So uh, I had uh, been listening to a few podcasts and uh, the idea of... Improvising and recording it, and then editing in the sound effects and making it sound like an old-time radio show right. is kind of it's it's what has our it's what our podcast has become. Right, and so now we get together in a room, not unlike this, with yep. a microphone, and we sit around and we either create titles or our fans send them in, and then we do an episode of our show, and we have like a a host like a creep show type vibe right. host, oh, you know, the cryptkeeper. Yeah, and so we do our episode and we record it and add the sound effects, and then it's placed in this. Um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, The format is these stories are being beamed here from the future by the last surviving human who's telling you, stop this from happening. <laughs> uh, okay. You have yeah. to stop this and the right. world will be safe. Right. Uh, and uh, of course you can't and they're all just such benign, weird, unconnected stories. But uh, we, uh, we literally sit around and crack up for, you know, I don't think any one of our podcasts is much over half an hour and so, it's great for a commute and we, we just have so much fun. We've had like Sean Cullen, uh, Colin Mockery, Scott Thompson, we even got Billy West from Futurama to Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That It was so much fun. Now, uh, one of the things that, yeah, there was. uh... I think
1: it was at the last Canadian Comedy Awards. Uh, yes, you were you guys nominated? We were then? nominated, were nominated, yes. nominated we are, then. The first are, year
2: of the podcast award, uh, we were nominated and we're nominated again this year. Uh, quite
1: like us, we are also nominated <laughs> for, <laughs> uh, for second the Canadian very Comedy Awards. Yes. Cool, very. Um, cool. And uh, we, they had a, a not a symposium. That's not the right yeah, word. Yeah, we had a little meeting. Yeah, yeah. we had like
2: a little. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but call we had a podcast. Yeah, some, yes, yes, Somebody yes. from every po- nominated podcast was up on a panel, yes. and you could ask questions.
1: And 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 and. You were, on, uh, you were on that panel, and yes. you said one of the best things that I think I've ever heard as far as uh, in endorsing the idea of podcasts in the first place is that this is one of the first opportunities that – you know someone can create a radio show and be, have it out there and there's no
2: you know uh, there's no standards and practices that you have to go through no we're our own standards and practices right. we put out the show that is exactly what we want to put out no one's telling us oh you can't do that or they're not going to like that in calgary right. you know like they they're, they're <laughs> yeah, just yep. they're just what we want to do and that's our thing now we're pretty niche you know, we're an improv po- podcast already is niche. Yes. Then we're improv. Then we're sci fi. Right. And then we're old time radio. Right. And, and comedy as well. Like, right. we're pretty pigeonholed. But we're doing okay. Like, we two years, and we're going to clear 50 grand, 50,000 downloads pretty soon. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. 50, I thought no, you, no. Uh, money if you there's said, no money in this. <laughs> if <you> were, guys, <laughs> I can scream into a hole and make the same amount
1: of money. I knew money. what
3: you meant, but I just saw Dave like, what? I don't what? see what? 50 grand, what? I was like, no. 50 Gs?
1: Get the fuck. What the no. fuck are you doing here? No, get <laughs> out of here. Go make more of those. I'm going to go change my votes for the Canadian Comedy Awards. I don't know why I voted for you, asshole. Uh, but, yeah, no, but, uh, no, but I know what you mean. Uh, it was almost like saying that there's no excuse anymore no, for someone to be do like. Stuff. Yeah. Go do stuff. It's like with the time Pat Oswald held up his iPhone at the one of the Just For Laughs things and just says. This It's in your pocket. Right. And
2: and there's a voice recorder on your iPhone. If I didn't have my equipment, if I didn't have like, you know, my laptop and a microphone, I could record us screwing around on my phone. It's really not that difficult. Yes. And since ours is supposed to be from the future or whatever, the sound quality is kind of excused. Right. You can always put in an echo or something else on the effects and make it sound like it's, you know, somewhere it should be. Right, and you can you put effects so you can make someone sound
1: but like they're also, on the phone yes, and stuff and all that there's stuff. There's
3: also this idea when you divide the camps into categories of sketch, improv, or stand-up. Right. I've always found that most of the sketch people are always doing five or ten different things yes. in terms of a sketch or a radio show yes. or this or acting because because you're or only, ripping. Because you only get or, better at
2: what you do th- by doing it more, and right. you know that
3: from stand Right, but the stand-ups – from our yeah, you guys, just, you guys are special. You guys are special. We're gonna wait for the stand up truck to back up and hopefully it's all gonna pay off. Yeah, now it's a little different, but I say when I was coming up, the sketch people always did everything. Yes, you know, they're always trying to keep their hand in 15 pots yeah. for one to maybe pay off, right? Where stand ups are always like, okay, we gotta the stand up truck's gonna come, it's gonna yeah. pay off, we're just gonna sit here and wait. But I've, I've I started off as sketch and then learned, no, I know. Picked yes. up improv on the yes. way, yeah. and,
2: and I improv is great, and uh, you know, the the whole freedom of speech. Thing you guys were well our freedom of expression that we talked about you guys talked about off the top. I've always said uh when you do improv, there's always you show up at you know some gig and they're like, Oh, uh someone in the crowd, this is for the brain injury association. So so don't mention any head injuries. Right. And there are so many improvisers I know that go, Oh great, now I'm being censored. And I'm like, you can say up to a billion words and yeah, they just yeah, told yeah, you yeah. one you can't yes, say. So yes. relax, everything's yes, fine. Yes. And that's what I like about improv is you can go out there and say anything and throw a character on and sure. it will excuse pretty much anything you say.
1: But I also I think too that I mean, don't you think that a really good improviser could do a scene about brain
2: injuries absolutely. and, and not be offensive. And have it, and have it be not offensive, sure. have it be caring, have it be, you know, and funny, and, for, and them? funny for them. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I,
1: I mean I don't think there's any uh, I don't think there's any subject that's off limits. I just think it's all about how you approach shit. You
2: know, I the, uh, this whole weight loss thing. People have always people have said much like you, like, did you lose your funny? And when I was a big guy, did I, I say was,
3: that? Well, some oh, people. Oh, okay. Some people. No, did I but, say about the work? Yeah, the right, work. Yeah, and
2: yes. the work does change. Yes, but uh, yes. a lot of people have said, yeah, "Are you going to lose your funny?" And when I was a big guy, mm-hmm. I was so conscious of everybody in the audience going, "Oh, here comes Chris Farley. Yes. Here comes yeah, John Belushi." Yeah, that yeah. I actively played against it. I would right. be low key. I would be witty. I would be monotone, I'd be the straight man a lot. Right. And years of doing that has allowed me to do that quite well but now I walk out on stage and I can't get away with that all the time I have to go big and have to be that thing that I could always do but I have to go a little bigger and be a little broader and play some more goofy stuff to balance that out it hasn't changed my comedy I'm just flexing a muscle in a different area and I find being an improviser allows me to do that now I've also been doing it voice wise you know this podcast lets me flex I try different characters because I have to Yes. who's going to be the current and also the alien. I guess I will. You <laughs> right. Know? What, uh, now, we. I don't know how many more news stories we can get
3: into
1: oh, before yeah, we get out of here. Well, but, we, got,
3: we got some time. Uh, let's let's talk about this well, one. you guys are a public voting category
1: for the radio? Yes. Yes. yes oh, yo, yeah, please, you can, Nug, no, you can vote for us. Yeah,
2: and, yep. and you can listen to uh, Illusionoid free on iTunes or on our website, Illusionoid.com, for free and give yes, it a listen and see absolutely. what you think.
3: And you can now actually go. And the go, podcast category is public as well, right? Podcast category is
2: public. There are three from Vancouver and two from Toronto. And us and another podcast from Vancouver, uh, the Sunday Service podcast, we're both improvised with sound effects. Okay. Uh, And the rest are, you know, guys doing interviews.
1: While Darren's looking up stuff, I just want to ask, like, what do you say to a troupe that says that – you know that they thought about going into a podcast but they were always like uh, oh our stuff is too visual because no. I think that's kind of a bullshit excuse it too. It is a that- bullshit
2: excuse. Your stuff's too visual. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. The only way your stuff's too visual is if you're doing a silent scene to music that is the only <laughs> yeah. time your stuff is too visual. Or
1: some, like, some mime on the radio or yeah. something like that. And, yeah. or You know what would be hilarious if just even like I, I'd love to hear a sketch where it's like someone was heckling a mime.
2: Yeah. It's and great. just like
1: the guy can't break out of being That's his... a
2: perfect scene for radio. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there's nothing you can't do on the radio like we have we had a I remember digging through our sound effects cuz we all were wearing big heavy robes and <laughs> right, and it's right. like time to time to disrobe and I'm going through like there's no Robe sound effect in this But there is sales yeah, Part yeah. of that I can take And turn sure. it into robes And so part of the editing Is trying to find that thing That sounds like the thing you want And we do so; it takes so much time But we have so much fun doing it Yeah, yeah, yeah So let's
3: talk about this uh, Jim Carrey uh, reported today yes. is fresh news uh, Cannot support violent upcoming film Kick-Ass 2 uh, In the aftermath of school shootings Actor Jim Carrey says He cannot support his upcoming Violent action film Kick-Ass 2
1: uh, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was funny to me is that before his Funnier or Die video came out, he was on Letterman promoting his appearance in that Burt Wonderlust movie. Yes. Where, yeah, the magician yes. movie. Well, which didn't do very well. No. no, because I didn't. I mean, I didn't see it. I didn't really want to. I'd watch it on DVD if oh, I had to. Oh, that's a plane.
2: I'll watch that on I'll a plane. I'll watch that
1: on a plane. Sure. Uh, but uh, but it was funny in that interview. He said, yeah, and something I have coming out on Funny or Die is uh, going to be featured in the next couple of days. I think even before it came out, he knew that he was going to get a lot of shit for that wow, yeah. uh, Charlton Heston or that whole Hee Haw parody. Yep. Um which people got on his case of, like, why what? is he picking on Heehaw? Well, he's not picking on Heehaw. Heehaw <laughs> yeah. was kind of picking on itself. I mean, it was kind of. he had a, had a bit of a wink to, like, the hee-haw rest of the. Heehaw
2: always had a wink on it anyway. So yeah. if you're making fun of heha I think you're more paying homage to Heehaw and making fun of the gun control stuff. Yeah. But that's probably where he's coming from because he, you know, he, you're, he's killing it now. He wants his gun control message to be clearer than his work in this movie. Right. So, and I get that if your message is more important than the stuff you do. I get right. it.
1: But Darren, what would you uh about his uh gun control stance? <laughs>
3: I, you know, when I saw that, I was like, I was kind of fine with it. But yeah, I think it's a little bit of a, a hypocrisy now, and I think he is kind of backpedaling a little by doing this because of that video. Uh, the only thing I don't like, some people are saying, it's not my point. It's like, well, what are you going to do with the money you made from this film? That's what I'd like to know too. If you really don't agree with the film, then he should probably He's got donate money. that money. You could donate that money. He's got cash. Sure. Yeah. Take yeah, that yeah. fifteen million, whatever it is, and give it to someone, some kind of gun advocacy group, or you know. But they're, they're, I don't know if you saw it today. But there's a horrible story and connected with this. A five-year-old was left at home by herself while her mom went to a store, found a gun, and shot himself in the head and died. Oh, wow. Well, so, I mean, right. this is obviously a much bigger than, hey, kick ass too. Now the poster's going to have to change. This yeah. is obviously a massive, um, you know, debate. Well, but uh, I just find it weird. Jim Carrey, I just think, should have just... Said no to all the press for it. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you were rather ready to come than coming out and, out and saying, I'm going to say no, I'm going to gonna all say no to this.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was certain like I think when, you know, when James Brolin had that uh uh Hollywood, what was that? Uh, gangster. uh Oh, yeah. The gangster. Yeah. Gangster something movie that was it looks beautiful as a movie like it was shot really well, but it was just a horrible movie. And I just thought it was funny that he was the only guy that did press for it. Now, I don't know how many other people were written in that they had to do press for it, but none of them did. None of them did. Uh, now, right, I think Jim Carrey just should have avoided
2: all the press rather yeah. than saying, I'm but not going going out of my way not to do if it. If he's serious about his cause, sure. this is a great way to call attention to the cause.
3: I, I agree with that, but at the same time, you're then kind of fucking over all the hard work that everyone did on that film yes. that you signed up for to assist in making yep. and doing and, you know, it's like there's a there's a famous clip of uh, Kelly LeBrock, I believe, and Steven Seagal. They were in a movie together because they were married. Yes. And he went on in the morning, uh, some like Today or some morning show, and disowned the film because he was having a fight with the producers. Yeah. So it was like opening on the Friday. And this was like Wednesday. And Kelly LeBrock is like, what do you – he's like, please don't go see this movie. She's like, "What? I want to work again. Yeah. yeah. Like, shut your mouth. Like, they literally were having an argument on the couch while they were doing the press for the thing. And it's the idea of, you know, you make a mistake, you sign up for film, okay, but I don't know, by by saying this, do you think people are not going to go see Kick-Ass 2?
2: No, everybody's going to go see Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass 1 was a great movie. It right. was it was like the perfect comic book movie. Yeah. One of the things is like, I mean, too, when that
1: Funnier Die video came out, the, the trailer for Kick-Ass 2 was already out, too. Yeah. And then Fox News, as much as they, you know, stomped all over Jim Carrey, you know, someone could have done their research and found out what movie he was going to be in next. It's Fox
2: News. No one's doing research.
1: <laughs> no, they were just, but they were using, it was just like, that's the, you should call him on his next movie before it even comes out. Yeah. But they could be like I, this. They, like, we don't want to give him attention. No, and no make,
2: advertising for that movie. Exactly. He's also
3: got a children's book. Copy coming out.
2: And is it about isn't gun control? Is not that interesting? Is it about gun control?
3: I don't know if it's about gun control, but isn't it interesting that he's now all about the kids? Yep. Well, he loves
1: kids. Is he all about the kids Well, now? I
3: mean, you know, not doing this because he feels bad about the Sandy Hook and all the other stuff?
1: Yeah, but I, I I'd like to see Kick. I want I'm going to go see Kick ass, too and just to see if there's any greater message that it has All about right. shooting people.
3: All right, well, we are out of time, uh, so if people shit. want to uh, vote for uh, The Illusionoid, you can go to the CanadianComedyAwards.com and under uh, nominees, and you can vote for our show and for podcast Illusionoid. And uh, when's any other things coming up? Yes,
2: Slapshot uh, live on stage at Second yes. City, July 2nd through 14th. You can go to SecondCity.com and click away and get some tickets for that. We've got the Ogie Oglethorpe part is going to be a cameo every night by some... NHL player or oh, celebrities, great. so
3: okay, it's a cool. lot of fun. All right,
1: That's cool, man. I, I, and uh, anyway, and, and great success on the uh, WWE, and you're oh, right, man. I, I I'd want to give my opinion all the time, so yeah. that might not be the best yeah. place for me. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, uh, and also, remember, if you're going to iTunes now, you have to type in Sirius uh, XM, anything, anything goes on, on Sirius XM, XM to uh, subscribe to the podcast. And, okay. do. Uh,
3: and, uh, and what other news do we have? For me, uh, my new DVD comes out in the middle of July, and I will be on the east coast of Canada on Uh, July 19th and 20th. Uh, More details will come next week, but I'm going to be performing in uh, PEI on the 20th uh, at the Rod Theater. All my dates will be at ComedyHorror.com and a big uh, tour in the fall hitting various towns all across Canada for the release of that fourth DVD. David, what about you?
1: Oh, I got things coming up, but you can find me wherever you want. I'm I'm, I'm out there if you're looking
3: for him. He's out there. All right, that is it. Uh, This is Anything Goes. Thanks to our guest Nug and to Victoria for making us sound good, our producer. That is it till next week.
1: Thank you very much, everybody. And, uh, yeah, next week's our Canada Day show. Yes. So we'll be Alex Nussbaum and uh, it was a... Oh, fucking, I can't remember. Erica Sigurdsson. Erica Sigurdsson, that's what out her name is. Vancouver, yes. There we go. All right, see you next week.
0: Cheers. Or listen to us. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Horror. At Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy.